0: The Kings left their defense in L.A. in an ugly loss to the Flames, to snap a four-game win streak, and start a four-game road trip. We'll break it down and tell you why Jonathan Quick should be upset with his teammates, all that and more on this edition of Locked on L.A. Kings. You are Locked on Kings, your daily podcast on the Los Angeles Kings. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. hey kings fans welcome to locked on la kings your team every day thanks for making locked on la kings your first listen every day we are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on youtube please like and subscribe if you're enjoying this content at last check we were at 866 subscribers our next goal obviously is 900 by the end of the month looks like we're on track to hit that goal but uh, if you have not uh, subscribed or liked the uh, youtube channel yet we would really appreciate you uh, doing that and helping us out Uh, Also, if you can remember to tell your fellow Kings fans about the podcast or the YouTube channel, we would appreciate that as well. Thank you to everyone who has been supporting the Locked on LA Kings podcast and YouTube channel. My name is Eddie Garcia. I am your host of Locked on LA Kings. I've worked in sports media for almost 30 years. For The past 20 plus years i have been at the Fox Sports Radio Network. Also co-host of the Puck Podcast, a weekly NHL review show that's been putting out content for the past 16 years. And of course, a very passionate LA Kings fan for Thirty plus years. Uh, real quick, if you are a listener of the podcast, uh, apologies for some issues we had with Monday's show. Uh, unfortunately, it was something that it was out of my hands. Um, you know, I upload the show and then it's it's out there, and uh, unfortunately, it didn't show up on my iTunes podcast account um, until about 7:30 p.m. Even though I posted it about five hours earlier. Hopefully, it was a one-time issue. Um, unfortunately, things go. Go sideways every once in a while, but if you had a problem getting the podcast yesterday in a timely fashion, um, I apologize for that. But like I said, unfortunately, it was something that was out of my control. Also, you may be able to hear in my voice that uh, I am fighting a bit of a bug, um, so I, I don't sound as uh, wonderful as I normally do. But uh, as somebody famous once said, the show must go on, and so uh, we're here doing. The podcast and uh, thank you for putting up with my uh my sexy raspy voice uh today. Uh so we had a game last night uh in Calgary, and it was quite the eventful game as the Kings started a four-game road trip. They had a four-game winning streak going to their game against the Flames. As far as the lineup for that game against Calgary, we it was the usual lineup except for one player. The top line, of course, Andre Kopitar with the, uh, at center, Adrian Kempe and Gabe Velarde on the wings, second line, Philip Deneau at center. Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson on his wings. The third line, Rasmus Kupari at center with Kevin Fiala and Carl Grunstrom on the wings. And the fourth line, Blake Lizotte center, Arthur Kaliev on one wing, and Jarrett Anderson-Dolan playing on the other wing, which was the one lineup change that has been different than the past lineups. As far as the defensive pairings, uh, you had Drew Doughty and Mikey Anderson, uh, Sean Dersey and Matt Roy, and Alex Edler and Sean Walker. And the goaltender was Jonathan Quick, back in net we we mentioned Jarrett Anderson Dolan uh, the only lineup change of course due to the injury to Brendan Lemieux Uh, I had wondered aloud on Monday's show if having Lemieux out of the lineup might give other teams the idea they could kind of push the Kings around knowing that they really didn't have anyone on the ice that was probably going to answer the bell if things got out of hand just something that I was uh, keeping an eye on and will keep an eye on as we go along because it looks like Brendan Lemieux is going to be out for a little while All right, let's get to the uh, recap of an eventful uh, game and first period, uh, especially for the Kings defensively, Uh, but Calgary would strike first, and unfortunately it came from a player uh, that has been slumping but is a very, very um, talented player, and that would be Jonathan Huberdeau, the Flames' big off-season acquisition. He would score uh, on a wrist shot in the high slot. He double-clutched on the shot, and Jonathan Quick reacted to the first move, kind of went down, and then Huberto kind of scored easily on the follow-up. Uh, not a good job by the Kings in coverage. Uh, they let Huberto come skate right down the middle of the ice, and right into the high slot, a grade A scoring area that you can't let anyone get to without challenging them. And unfortunately, that was not the case and a pretty easy goal for Calgary to get on the board. Now, the Kings did respond well and good to see them get a power play goal. And this one was a legitimate power play goal um, after a face-off win in the Calgary zone, Victor Arvidsson made a nice pass from the corner behind the goal line to Arthur Kaliev, who was at the right wing. Uh, he scored on a one-timer to make it 1-1. And that, again, is we've seen Arthur Kaliev be very effective in that position uh, around the right face-off dot. When he gets a one-timer, uh, whether it's a slap shot or kind of more of a little bit of a wrist shot on this one, uh, he's obviously got a great shot. So good to see the Kings respond and and score 1-1. And as I said, as opposed to the two power play goals that they scored against Detroit on Saturday, where I thought they just happened to score goals while they were on the power play. I thought this was a legit power play goal. Good puck movement, using the extra man, and getting the one-timer through a goaltender who was moving. That's a good power play goal, and that's a good sign, and that's more of what we see uh, need to see from the Kings when they have the man advantage. The Kings got some jump uh, after getting that power play goal and seemed to get some momentum. Uh, but a Matt Roy shot on goal would be deflected on net by Blake Lazat. The rebound went to the side of the net where Arthur Calia was there. He did kind of a spin around kind of from the goal line, uh, a bad angle, but it gets through Jacob Markstrom and I made it 2-1 Kings. And you thought, oh, maybe the Kings are getting a little bit of good luck in this one as well. Well, about seven minutes into the game, uh, the Kings had two goals and we were kind of wondering if Arthur Kalia might get the first hat trick of the season for the Kings because he had two goals so early in the game. Um, unfortunately, that would not happen. Uh, And unfortunately, things would turn at this point. The Flames responding and taking advantage of King's mistakes, which would be a theme in this game. Uh, First, Kevin Fiala whiffed on a loose puck in the high slot in the King's zone. Uh, His teammates also started to leave the zone because they thought that he was going to easily grab the puck and and head out for an attack. Uh, But unfortunately, he whiffed on it, like I said. Uh, The Flames were able to get the puck. Uh, They put a shot towards the net. It went off former King Milan Lucic and then over to Andrew Mangiapane. He was at the side of the net. He did a spin around move and scored to tie it up at 2-2. Fiala has to make sure he gets that puck. uh, And his teammates have to make sure that he has the puck before they start to leave the zone. Uh, That did not happen on that play. And the Flames were not done. After an Alex Edler turnover in the King's zone, compounded by the fact that he fell down afterwards, the Flames had a 2-on-1 and scored on a give-and-go to make it three 2 Calgary later Sean Dersey tried to pinch in and keep the puck into the flame zone along the boards but the puck would deflect into the center of the ice lead to another two on one former King Tyler Toffoli scoring on a one-timer past a sprawling Jonathan Quick that made it four to two Matt Roy was the lone defender left back on defense and he was put in a tough position but In that situation, on a two-on-one, when you're the lone defender, you have to take away the pass. And if necessary, although it's not what you want to do, ideally, you have the man carrying the puck go one-on-one with Jonathan Quick. Uh, If that's the option that you have, you have to make sure you stop that pass from going across because if that pass connects and Quick is moving post-to-post, he's not going to make that save. If he's one-on-one with the shooter, it's a, there's a chance he knows the angle that he's on. He knows who's shooting the puck. There's he doesn't have to move. He can stand his ground. Now it's still going to be a great scoring chance of the other team, but you cannot let that pass go through. Matt Roy did not uh, play the defense he needed to do. Even cheating over to the de- to the other player to Tyler Tofoli, take him away. Wasn't able to do it. The pass gets through, and Tofoli scores to give the uh, Flames a four-two lead. So that was the end of the first period with the Kings. Had a two uh, one lead and then end up being uh, down four two, allowing four first period goals. Uh, second period, Flames would score on the power play after a questionable goalie interference call against Victor Arbitson Rebound of a Tafoli shot was put in to make it five to two. Todd McClellan would call it would call a timeout at that point. Um, I thought maybe he should have called it earlier in the first period, but he decided to wait and save it in case he needed it for later. But at that point, he decided. I got to talk to my guys. I got to get us together. At this point, it's there's still enough hockey played that if we can turn it around somehow, we can make it a game. But uh, he he called the timeout at that point and had a a pretty calm discussion with the Kings on the bench. He wasn't ranting and raving. He wasn't uh, you know making a big emotional show of things. He seemed calm talked to the guys, very, it seemed you couldn't hear him, obviously, but on the TV coverage, he was very calm and clear and pointed, uh, and uh, the Kings would go on from there. Uh, Kevin Fiala would cut into the lead, uh, showing some really nice hands around the net. There was a a shot towards the net. I got to believe it was wide on purpose. The ricochet off the boards came to the side of the net. Fiala, he quickly... Using his quick wrists, just put it right into the top of the net for a pretty easy goal, and that made it five three at that point. But the Flames would respond after Sean Dersey tried to clear the puck out of the King's zone on a backhand around the boards. It hit the referee and was kept in the zone. Calgary took takes advantage and scores to make it six to three. So at that point, you're thinking uh, it's going to take a minor miracle for the Kings to to get back in this game or to potentially tie it. Um, but in the third period, the Kings would show a little heart, show a little grit, and get back in the game. Anje Kopitar would score on a wrist shot from the top of the right face-off circle It went off the post and in with about 11 minutes to play. That made it 6-4. to four. The Kings had a glimmer of hope. And then late, the Kings would pull goaltender Jonathan Quick for the extra attacker. It was also um, at a point where both teams were called for minor penalties. I know that I saw the trip on the Flames. Honestly, I didn't see what the penalty was on Philip Deneau. But either way, the Kings would get a five-on-four power play because they pulled the goaltender. They were normally would skate four-on-four four with the matching minors. Um, a nice defensive play by Adrian Kempe with the empty net to break up a scoring chance. And then later on in that same sequence, he would score with about a minute 19 to go to make it a one-goal game at 6-5. to five. And the Kings had a golden opportunity to actually tie this thing up in the dying seconds, on Jay Kopitar with the pocket, the side of the net, with 21 seconds to play, put a good shot on net, but Calgary goalie Jacob Markstrom comes up with the literal game-winning save, and the Flames hold on for a 6-5 victory. We will break it all down a little bit more and give you uh, our thoughts on that effort from the LA Kings, both positive and negative. Uh, but first, I need to tell you about Bet Online. .net today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net betonline.net is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there from football to basketball to soccer, got the world cup coming up soon, even esports. They've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those too at betonline at as well. It's the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to betonline.net today or use your mobile device to learn more that is bet online where the game starts. So the big takeaway from the loss in Calgary for me uh, and I'm sure for a lot of you as well was the awful team defensive performance by the LA Kings particularly in the opening period the Kings allowing four goals and all four goals I thought they absolutely hung goalie Jonathan Quick out to dry. People who didn't watch the game or just see the score the box score Uh, They see Quick allowed six goals, and they're going to understandably think that he stinks. Uh, And actually, he didn't. As a matter of fact, you could even argue that he played really well, all things considered. Uh, The score could have been a lot worse. And I, I think being a big football fan, sometimes I think of the goaltender a little bit like the quarterback in that he is, no matter how talented he is, He's at the mercy of his offensive line, if you're a quarterback, right? It doesn't matter how good you are. If you don't have time to throw the ball, if you're getting constantly pressured, you're going to make mistakes, you're going to throw interceptions, you're going to have incompletions. Well, if you're a goaltender and you have a defense that is constantly giving up grade-A scoring chances, odd-man rushes, breakaways, you can only do so much. And even a very good goalie like Jonathan Quick, uh, he's going to he's gonna battle, but you got to help him out. I don't care what who the goalie is. You you can't give up odd man rushes, you can't give up shots in the high slot uncontested. Most of the time with guys, you know, professional goal scorers, guys like Jonathan Huberdeau and Andrew Manciapani and and Tyler Toffoli, those, those guys are snipers, man. They they know how to put the puck in the net. And uh and Jonathan Quick didn't have any support in particular in that first period from his teammates. Um when he was giving given a fighting chance. Uh when he didn't have to make saves on odd man rushes or you know uncontested shots in the high slot he did well he did well i thought he did really well there he there was a breakaway where he stopped elias lindholm of the flames and made several other big saves to keep the kings in at least in fighting distance to try and get back into it which they did um but it was uh we've seen this from the kings before but i kind of thought maybe they had moved on from this a little bit right we we've seen Uh, some poor defensive efforts from the Kings in various periods uh, this, this season. Um, But lately it seemed like they had put that behind them. And I was really surprised by this because um, if this was Calgary a season ago where they were wheeling and dealing and high flying and scoring, maybe I could have saw it, but the flames are struggling coming into this game offensively. And for them to break out like this was pretty disappointing and, and, look you give them credit for putting the puck in the net but to me when it was all said and done uh, the Kings played a very very poor defensive team first period very poor and the for the game as a whole it was you know they did respond after that it wasn't nearly as bad the second and third period but that first period was some of the worst defensive team hockey I've seen the Kings play this season and that was very very disappointing I do give the Kings some credit. They did stage a comeback. They showed some heart. They showed some fight. Ended up making it a one-goal game and had a really good chance late. Um, so that's a good sign. But again, the you know that can't cover up um, you know the total team effort in this one and especially team defense in that first period. Um, there, there have been some moments this year where the Kings have gotten a little unlucky. But you know, Kevin Fiala missing a puck in the high slot. I mean. This is a guy who is an elite NHL player, and it wasn't a bouncing puck. He just he was trying to get the puck and get out of the zone quickly, and he wanted to he wanted to get you know a, a, an offensive rush going, but you got to you got to get the puck first. Uh, and so, just little things like that. I, I've mentioned it before in hockey. A lot of times, little things turn into big big things. And that was uh, that was a tough one. That first period was really tough. And uh, like I said, Jonathan Quick had every right to be not so happy uh, with his teammates. Uh, I'm sure that in between intermissions, uh, between the first and second, uh, there were some harsh words spoken, which needed to be said. Uh, and I wouldn't be surprised if Jonathan Quick had, had some things to say as well. I've, I've never played goalie. Uh, I haven't been in that position, but, um, you know, it's one of those things, like I said, you're really at the mercy of your teammates sometimes. And his teammates really let him down. Um, and I, I, I thought maybe during that timeout, uh, maybe Todd McClellan, said something to that effect it, it, that you guys are letting quickie down. He's doing everything he's battling. Cause he did make a nice save. um Not too uh, far b- before the timeout was called where I, like if I was Todd McClellan, that's what I would have said. I would have tried to put some, you know, um, some guilt into the team and say, man, Hey, you're leaving our goaltender out to dry. You guys have got to help him out. He's doing everything he can to keep in this game, you know, show some pride in, in helping out your teammates. So anyway, Um, And that was disappointing. That was a very disappointing defensive effort by the LA Kings, obviously. Uh, The Kings were one for two on the power play. Um, As I said, that power play goal, the first goal that they scored on the power play was a legit power play goal. That was good puck movement. That was using the extra man. That was getting a goal. So that was a little bit of a positive sign. The second power, power play they had, though, came at a crucial moment. Um, It was about nine minutes to go. Arthur Kaliab went strong to the net, drew a hooking call, and they were looking to make it a one-goal game at that point. And we don't need to just see the Kings power play get going, but it also has to be a weapon. That, again, a key moment, nine minutes to go. You score on that power play, you still got a lot of time and all the momentum to get that game-tying goal. Now, they eventually did get the game-tying goal, but it was very late and they didn't have much time left. But that, again... When you get a power play in a key moment, looking to tie up a game, maybe looking for a late goal to give you the lead or a late goal to put a dagger in an opponent, those are the power plays you really have to capitalize on. They had their chance. They didn't score. Um, So again, it's not just about getting the Kings power play on track, which of course we want, but it's also about in those key moments when you get a man advantage, you have to have that power play as a weapon to use to get you back into games or to give you a lead um, and the Kings, unfortunately, had a great chance with nine minutes to go with the extra attacker and could not take advantage of it. I did want to mention Jarrett Anderson Dolan uh, did keep a bit of an eye on him because he's in the lineup and he was playing back home in Calgary. You know, he had a lot of energy, not only because he was playing period, but playing back at his hometown. And I know that his family was there watching as well. Um, and he did not have a point in this one, um, but he was what I expected. Um, he's a bit faster and more skilled than Brendan Lemieux. Um, he did have a, ver- a few very good forecheck efforts. Um, I will say that I thought the Flames were very physical against the Kings. Victor Arvidsson and Blake Lizotte took big hits in this one, and the Kings didn't do much about it. Now, would those hits have happened if Brendan Lemieux was still in the lineup? We'll never know, but it is something that I'm keeping an eye on going forward because Lemieux is expected to be out for a while, uh, and, and do other teams now think there's nobody on the ice that's going to make us be accountable and pay a price, so we're going to take our liberties with the Kings. Maybe that was the case last night, maybe not, but again, it's something that I'm going to keep an eye on going forward with Lemieux out of the lineup. So the Kings are now headed to Edmonton for a matchup against the Oilers on Wednesday, and we're going to have a special show for you uh, tomorrow. Details on that coming up in a moment. But first, today's episode is also brought to you by Simply Safe. Did you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? Porch pirates, we call them here in my area. Those people that steal packages off your porch. I mean, what what a bunch of jerks! Uh, that's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering fifty percent off their award-winning security system, so that more families can feel safe uh, and secure this holiday season. Ordering your Simply Safe system. Uh, for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind this holiday season. It's really cool. You can control your system from your phone with an app. You can watch crystal clear HD live stream of your security cameras. And if you can't watch, no problem. They have 24/7 professional monitoring agents. Using fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify any threats. They even have hazard sensors that detect fire, floods, and other threats to your home. Don't miss your chance to stay big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe security system at SimplySafe.com slash locked on NHL. That is the biggest discount of the year for our friends over at Simply Safe. So don't wait. Again, that is SimplySafe.com slash locked on NHL. There is no safe like simply safe. All right. The Kings are on to Edmonton to face the Oilers for the first time since their playoff matchup a year ago, a game, or I should say a seven game series where the Kings, unfortunately just came up a little bit short. We are going to have a special crossover show coming up tomorrow with locked on Oilers host, Brett Holden. Um, I've done a few of these uh, in the past. I know that they've been pretty positively received Um, Did one not too long ago with uh, Jack Bushman of Locked On Blackhawks. So basically what it is, if you haven't seen it before, um, we kind of do a co-host show um, where I basically kind of interview him, find out what's going on with the Oilers, and then he tosses it back to me and kind of interviews me. I tell him what's going on with the Kings. And uh, it's a pretty unique thing that we have here on the Locked On Network. So hopefully uh, you guys will enjoy that. So again, special show tomorrow, a Locked On crossover show with Brett Holden, the host of Locked on Oilers, to talk about the Kings-Oilers showdown and the first meeting between uh, these two teams, again, since their playoff matchup of a year ago. And I'm looking to do more of these types of shows going forward as we get into um, the the part of the season where we can see this is a crucial game, this is a big opponent. Um, We'll do a little bit more of these crossover shows, so hopefully you enjoy that coming up. Uh, tomorrow, I didn't mention it on Monday, but I did want to give you guys an update on the latest with Brant Clark and Quinton Byfield. Both are in Ontario. Clark is officially on a conditioning assignment. Byfield, unofficially, on a conditioning assignment as he's coming back from an illness. Uh, they did play on Sunday, and the rain lost to San Diego four to one. Uh, Clark finished with no points. He was minus one, had one shot on goal, and a two-minute penalty. Byfield also no points. He was a minus two with three shots on goal. Unfortunately, the AHL stats aren't detailed enough to let us know uh, how many minutes they played in the game, but I would expect both of them played a lot of significant minutes in this one as, again, they're looking to get their conditioning back up uh, and are also they're very talented players. Also wanted to mention that Martin Kromiak um, made his season debut and his AHL debut with the Ontario Reign. He's coming back from an appendectomy. Uh, He also had no points, four shots on goal, in that loss to san diego so um you know we're gonna keep track of what's going on in ontario with the rain all season long but certainly in particular when guys like quentin byfield and um Brent clark are playing for the rain going to keep an eye on those two guys to see how they uh, are going to fare and uh, how that's going to affect them as far as them being back on the king's roster or or however that goes and we are going to get an interview here hopefully next week to uh, get an update on the ontario rain as well That is going to do it for tonight's show. Um, We will have, again, the crossover show uh, with uh, the Edmonton Oilers host coming up tomorrow. Uh, If you want to send an email on anything going on with this show, the uh, Kings, or anything else, uh, the email address is LockedOnEddie at gmail.com, E-D-D-I-E, LockedOnEddie at gmail.com. On Twitter, we are at LockedOnLAKings, and we have an Instagram page, which is at locked on LA Kings as well. Thank you for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen. Now make your next listen Locked on Sports Today. The biggest stories of the day plus instant reactions and game recaps and the take of the day available on Audacity, uh, YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts again that is Locked on Sports Today. Thank you again for making Locked on LA Kings your first listen of the day. Uh thank you for supporting the show. Appreciate it. Looking forward to the crossover show tomorrow and as always we close out by saying Go Kings go.